Hey crew and everybody who's joining me today, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your very busy schedule and lives to listen to me. You know, like the title says, the effect, the effect of a well thought out landscape, well cared for landscape, oh yeah, it does. It does have an effect and it does go beyond the property line of that homeowner. It's true and I have seen it. I have seen it on many occasions. I have seen it in the positive and I have seen it in the negative. You may be surprised why and in what ways. Hey, I am glad you're here. Let's take a look at this peculiar angle of landscape design, care and effect that may open your eyes just a little bit. Hey, it's time to roll. Let's get this week underway, shall we? Hey, I'm Matt, you can call me coach. Every Friday I bring with me landscape DIY education, concepts and theories, ideas and solutions, so you guys can go out and tackle a landscape project yourself, get professional results, save a whole lot of money in the process, and in this day and age, be a lot more self-reliant. Man, after a 20 plus year career in the green industry, I'm bringing with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I wanna share with you guys the new, modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. Hey, the old saying, as the old saying goes, I wish I had $100 for every time. And uh, this particular topic is one of those. If I had $100 for every time I heard it, saw it, felt it. I have seen this phenomenon more times than I can count in my green industry career. I really have. Let's take a couple examples on both sides. The most beautiful yard on the block and the owner tending it on a nice spring Saturday morning and the neighbors strolling the, strolling the neighborhood with their dog and the stop, which I colloquialize it as the stop for just a bit of neighborly conversation. It usually sounds like, or something like this. Hey, good morning there. We just wanted to say how much we enjoy seeing your yard on our walks. It really does a neighborhood proud. It is so beautiful. What is your secret? And that's the segue into a little neighborly conversation. Now, in contrast, the worst yard on the block usually kind of receives the multiple mow and blow advertisements in a, on a piece of paper in the little sandwich baggies and the code enforcement postings on the door for excessive weeds or an unsafe condition. People are stopping, but with no good mornings, just head shakes and moving on down the road. It happens all over the country, you know, and I am sure the world in many neighborhoods, new and old, Nicer landscapes get the positive attention and those landscapes of lesser quality or less visual appeal get the snickers and the pointing fingers and the rolling eyes. That is all there is to it. It's just human nature. The nicest people in the world could have the crappiest landscape in the neighborhood, but they will still get the snickers because people oftentimes don't take time to get to know the people who don't have the really nice house. The nicest landscape with beautiful flowers and perfectly edged lawns. Some of those folks sometimes have the nastiest, most arrogant people behind the front door, but they still get the, you have the most 
beautiful yard statements and compliments as people drive by. They would never, at least those homeowners of the fancy yards, probably would never be invited to the New Year's Eve party down the street. But, you know, maybe. Yep, I have seen it. I have seen it as a landscape designer and I have seen it as a landscape contractor. The best of all is when I was hired to make over the worst yard on the block. Now, let me set the stage just a little bit. These folks were not uber rich people. They just happened to buy, you know, the dog of the block two years earlier. Now the entire neighborhood was, you know, shall we round it out to maybe a hundred homes, you know, with, I don't know, 400 people. And the clients that hired me, who bought the dog of the block two years earlier, you know, they saved and they saved and they saved after they bought the house and got a little inheritance just to boost their little landscape project coffers. And then I got a phone call and we had great chemistry together. and We ended up doing business. The funny thing was, is that first two years, not many people ever said hi. Not many people, they didn't know hardly any neighbors, including the one right next door. So interesting. On my first day of demo, on my first day of demolition, when I broke ground, I brought the dump trailer down there, the chainsaw, two or three guys, and this was a front and backyard project. Holy crap. All of a sudden, horns were honking, whoops and hollers, people stopping and pointing, watching and asking, what are you doing? Then the real amazing thing was the engagement the engagement my clients had with the neighbors. None previous up to now, you gotta understand. But now multiple people, multiple, multiple, multiple people were stopping and introducing themselves and talking and explaining where they live in the neighborhood. And how tickled to see this project underway. Then the finished project and the continued attention my clients were given as if they just got adopted into the neighborhood clan. It took two years and a landscape project launched this whole new facet of neighborhood acceptance. Now that they have a nice landscape, actually no pat on my shoulders, but they now had the nicest landscape in the neighborhood. And I guess it was kind of like they were worthy of the neighbors and the neighborhood now. It was kind of odd to see. Some people would call it a, a snooty neighborhood, but it really wasn't. This was a blue collar, blue collar, lower white collar type of neighborhood. It wasn't anything super fancy. It really wasn't. It wasn't wrought iron gates and cobblestone driveways. Oh no, no. This was 40, 50 year old neighborhood. It was really kind of interesting to see. My clients had never heard from any of these people up to this point. It was kind of a, kind of an insult and a compliment all rolled into one. It was like, well, where the hell you people been up until now? The effect, a well thought out and well cared for landscape has a ripple effect, like throwing a stone in a pond, a ripple effect beyond your property line that you may not be aware of whatsoever, but it can also have effects on those within the home as well. You know, your children are little reflections of how they were raised and many times, those raised in an environment of well cared for, thought out landscape, thought out home, cars, most likely will kind of mimic that way of life when they are adults and have homes and children of their own. Not always, but 
I think I'm pretty safe to say a majority of the time. There's also the, the Jonesian syndrome that takes place when someone gets a new landscape makeover in the neighborhood, uh, whether it be backyard or front yard. The ripple effect of this newness, this, uh, this honeymoon effect of change that's going on in the neighborhood, the ripple effect as other folks, after they see the finished product, go, hey, whoa, did you see what the Smiths are doing down the street? Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Hey, honey. And the story goes, right? Kind of like, and many of you may have seen this before, but kind of like when someone gets a new car on the block and everybody goes, ooh, ah, and they look at the new car and they smell the new car smell and they talk to the owner. And, Man, where'd you get this? And how much is this thing? And hey, you want to go for a ride? And you know, those conversations. And then within about, I don't know, 60 to 90 days, it's amazing how many new cars or newer cars suddenly pop into existence in the neighborhood. Human nature is really kind of a, is really kind of a quirky thing this way. Don't you agree? Then then the well-maintained and constantly changing and ever improving and evolving landscape in the neighborhood that always attracts attention throughout the year. Maybe you have one in your neighborhood. Maybe you do not. Maybe someday it will be your landscape that goes through this. With those kinds of landscapes in the neighborhood, it's always set to the seasons. Man, I wonder what the Jones are going to do this season. I wonder what they're going to do around Christmas this year. And it's amazing that people actually look forward to the efforts of someone else so that they can enjoy and reap the benefits of visual stimulation from a beautiful front yard in the height of spring or a few days before Christmas or the fall color at the the Smith's home, that kind of thing. You know, it's really, truly why places like Bouchart Gardens up in British Columbia, Canada, Biltmore Estates down in Asheville, North Carolina, and many other, many other gorgeous public displays of landscape around the world garner so much attention. It's almost like we're attracted to something that's beautiful, well thought out, and gorgeous 12 months out of the year. Maybe it's an escape from our mundane lives or our mundane front yard or backyard, whatever it might be. And we love to surround ourselves by the workings and designing and thought process and creativity of others where it just all comes together so beautifully. Gorgeous surroundings, whether they be natural, created by the big man upstairs, or ornamental, have always attracted human reverence and accolades. I think we can all agree on things like that. That's why well-placed, well-formed, well-thought-out, and well-maintained landscapes always do to us, whether it be on a small scale on a residential street or something massive like the 200-acre Biltmore Estate. So with that, take a look at your landscape just for a second. What does it say to you? How does it talk to you and what effect does it have on you and yours within your property lines? What effect does it emanate outside your property line? Is it good? Is it fantastic or great? Or can it be approved on just a little bit? 
Now, let me get one thing straight with this podcast. I'm in no way, no way am I trying to pit pit the importance of a person in comparison to what they have in their front yard. I'm really, I'm really not. Or to have judgment passed on those who perceptively have something less in the form of a landscape. It's just purely observational. It really is. It's purely observational and based on experiences that I have seen firsthand, not only in my professional career, but also my personal life as well. You know, the the beautiful yard on the block really resonates out into the neighborhood. And many people thrive on that kind of attention. Some people don't really care because they do it for their own personal reasons. But hey, that's why yards in certain communities get yard of the month or yard of the year. And oftentimes the recipients of that, we're not trying to attain such accolades. They just enjoy having nice surroundings, beautiful surroundings. They like having something tangible in sometimes an intangible world. People, you can sometimes give all the attention in the world and you can throw your heart and soul into friends and family and sometimes you get great returns, sometimes you do not. However, over on the botanical side of the world, basically, you can take almost any single plant with just a little bit of experience and a little bit of fortitude, give it the love and attention that it needs. 99% of the time, it is going to perform beyond all expectations. And I think sometimes that's where people are drawn to that kind of tangible result. Same thing with animals. Hey, that's just a little, uh, a little view of the effects of a well-done landscape really is an absolute human phenomenon that I have seen countless times over many, 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 many years of working in the green industry. That's what I have for you guys this week. I know it's a little shorter than usual, but thanks for tuning in and staying with me. If you have stayed this far into it, consider following me on a regular basis. And hey, if you'd like to help support the podcast, by all means, go over to the website, youryardcoach.com. Check out the book and also the course. Hey, share the podcast, like it and subscribe on a regular basis. Any questions, you can always email me at youryardcoach at gmail.com. have a special thanks this week to Chris out there who happened to reach out and really give me some inspiration when I needed it most. And I thank you for that, Chris. As always, to your landscape success, take care. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Yard Coach Podcast. Don't forget to head over to the website at youryardcoach.com where you will find more DIY landscape education, including the free 15-step DIY landscape checklist, Coach Matt's ebook called Landscaping Simplified, and the flagship digital course, Homescape 1.0. As always, if you have any questions or comments, you can email Coach Matt directly at youryardcoach at gmail.com. We'll see you right here next week.